You're listening to The Living Word with Danny Hodges of Calvary Chapel Fellowship in St. Pete. King Priest is greater than Aaron or any of the Old Covenant priests. He's greater as a priest than any of them. Now, if you were a Jew and for years lived under the Aaronic priesthood in the Old Covenant, that's a lot to swallow. But if you don't swallow it, You miss peace with God. You miss real relationship with God. You miss salvation. You just got religion. A priest was a high-ranking official in the Jewish culture and was someone to look up to, admire, and follow. In today's message, Pastor Danny tells you that there's one even greater than the priest, even greater than kings. That person is Jesus, the Son of God, the ruler of heaven and earth. Jesus is above all and deserves the highest honor. It can be hard to imagine that there's one greater than all, but if you don't allow yourself to believe it, you'll be missing out on an incredible relationship. Now here's Pastor Danny in the book of Hebrews chapter 7 with today's edition of The Living Word. Hebrews chapter 7, of course Hebrews is a contrast study from the Old Covenant, the covenant of law received by Moses, mediated by angels, contrast from that covenant of law and the new covenant instituted uh, by Jesus Christ through his sacrifice on the cross, his shed blood, his death, burial, his resurrection. And it's quite a contrast. But understand, the name of the book gets its name Hebrews because it's written primarily to a Jewish audience. And uh, you can only try to imagine as a Jew being under the law of Moses and all the regulations that went with it for hundreds of years. And now, to be reading this and to hear about Jesus and the new covenant and the old covenant now being obsolete. It's fulfilled its purpose. And now the old covenant is no longer valid. And now you have a whole new covenant. And that's what Hebrews is all about, a comparison, a contrast between these two covenants, the covenant of law and the covenant of grace through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross. And so very quickly, Hebrews chapter 1 opened, and the writer by the Holy Spirit quotes seven Old Testament passages proving that Jesus, as the mediator of the new covenant, the sole mediator of the new covenant, is greater than the angels who mediated the old covenant. Seven Old Testament passages. Then before long, you get to chapter 3, and uh, the writer declares, of course, that Jesus is greater than Moses. And then you get... After that, Jesus being presented as our great high priest. They would have known Aaron and the descendants of Aaron as being the high priest. And there were some 83 of them from Aaron to the destruction of the second temple in AD 70. And now Jesus is the great high priest. And you were not introduced to, but you had already been introduced to Melchizedek. Because Christ is our high priest after the order of Melchizedek. You found in chapter 5, verse 6, you're a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. Designated, verse 10, to be by God to be high priest in the order of Melchizedek. Chapter 6, the last part, verses 13 and following, as he's presented as greater than Abraham now, because he's a priest after the order of Melchizedek. 
Melchizedek being that mysterious figure that met Abraham after the victory over the kings that had captured his nephew Lot. And just outside of Jerusalem, Melchizedek meets him, bringing out bread and wine. That's significant. He's king of Salem, which is king of peace. He's king of righteousness, but he's also priest. And as Ryan pointed out last week from the first part of Hebrews 7, you couldn't have both under the old covenant. You couldn't be a priest and a king. You're either a priest or a king. And a king couldn't function as a priest, and a priest couldn't function as a king in the old covenant. But Jesus, bringing in a totally new covenant, is both king and priest in the order of Melchizedek. And that comes from Psalm 110, verse 4. David, speaking by the Holy Spirit, prophesies that Messiah would be a priest after the order of Melchizedek without beginning of days or end of life. Now, Psalm 110 is a messianic psalm. Every honest Jew recognizes that. And Psalm 110, verse 4, is a prophecy about the Messiah. But did you know Psalm 110, verse 1, is also a prophecy about the Messiah? Now, without turning to it, we're going to get to Hebrews 7, but this is kind of building up to what we're going to read here. In my reading of the Gospel of Mark, which I'm in right now, in Mark chapter 12, after they've asked Jesus question after question, trying to trap him in his words, now he turns, and of course they never could trap him. Now he turns and he begins to ask questions. And here's one of the questions he asked. Mark chapter 12, verse 35, while Jesus was teaching in the temple courts, he asked, how is it that the teachers of the law say that the Christ is the son of David? David himself, speaking by the Holy Spirit, declared, and here he quotes Psalm 110, verse 1. The Lord, David says, to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. David himself calls him Lord. How then can he be his son? And the whole point of Jesus' question has to do with Messiah, who verse 4 of Psalm 110 will tell us, He's a priest after the order of Melchizedek, but verse 1 tells us, as a descendant of David, and David being Israel's favorite king, that this Messiah who would come is also a king. He's a Lord, and he's greater than King David, because David, speaking by the Holy Spirit, the Lord said to my Lord, he's greater than David. He's after the order of Melchizedek, verse 4. A priest who is a king. A king who is a priest. Now, why all this about Melchizedek? Because Melchizedek, Christ, the new covenant, he has to be greater than the angels, greater than Moses, greater than Abraham. And now in this section... What the Holy Spirit is saying through the writer of Hebrews is Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the king priest, is greater than Aaron or any of the old covenant priests. He's greater as a priest than any of them. Now, if you were a Jew and for years lived under the Aaronic priesthood in the old covenant, that's a lot to swallow. But if you don't swallow it, 
You miss peace with God. You miss real relationship with God. You miss salvation. You just got religion. Chapter 7, verse 11. If perfection could have been attained through the Levitical priesthood, for on the basis of it the law was given to the people, why was there still need for another priest to come, one in the order of Melchizedek, not in the order of Aaron? Excellent question. Because the Levitical priesthood was temporary. It served its purpose, if we'll recognize it. But now everything about that old covenant and all the regulations, including the system of offerings and sacrifices and being represented by a priest, it's over with. And now a superior priest... Let's come on the scene. Jesus the Christ, the king, priest, the priest, king. Now, verse 1, stay here just for a minute, put a marker there, but just turn the page. Just hold your finger there. Turn the page, Hebrews chapter 10. Let me read a very simple and going ahead answer to that question. Verse 11, chapter 10, verse 1, the law is only a shadow of the good things that are coming, not the realities themselves. For this reason, it can never, by the same sacrifices repeated endlessly year after year, make perfect those who draw near to worship. If it could, would they not have stopped being offered? For the worshipers would have been cleansed once for all and would no longer have felt guilty for their sins. But those sacrifices are an annual reminder of sins, and there he's specifically going beyond the daily sacrifices and the sacrifices required at the different feasts required under the law. But once a year under the law was the day of Yom Kippur, the day of atonement, when your representative, your high priest, would go into the Holy of Holies, and he would sprinkle the blood on the mercy seat, and he would come back out, and he would say, okay, it's done for another year. This day of Yom Kippur was to cover anything we might have missed throughout the year and all the other sacrifices being offered. But even that one sacrifice, the high priest would never come out, back out from the Holy of Holies and say, hey, by the way, God says, come on in. Why? Because that sacrifice wasn't sufficient. That sacrifice would never open the way for either the high priest then or the one he represented to go into the presence of God and live in the presence of God. We're so blessed to be able to share the Word of God with you on each new edition of The Living Word. Thanks for being a part of our valued listening audience. Pastor Danny will continue his study in the book of Hebrews next time, so we hope you'll join us again. We'd like to take a moment and ask you to consider partnering with us as we continue to share the hope of salvation with the world. Would you join us in praying for the listeners of The Living Word? Pray that God would touch each person with His love and open their hearts to the truth of His Word. Please pray for us also. We want to continue following God's plan for this program no matter where He asks us to go. We know the power of prayer, and we appreciate you doing this for us. Would you also ask the Lord about contributing financially to the Living Word 
This program is professionally produced to provide the best quality messages possible, so as not to distract from the message of the Bible. That does incur some costs, however, so if you feel led to give, visit our website at ccfstpete.church and click on the online giving guide under Forms. Any and all amounts are greatly appreciated and will be used to share the good news of Jesus' love for the world. Thank you for praying about this. That website once more is ccfstpete.church. With that, we've come to an end of our time with you today. We pray that God continues to bless you as you study His Word and open your heart to His unending love and grace. Thanks again for tuning in today to The Living Word.